Welcome to 101.1, the corner office, the radio hour that's all about new products keeping your office efficient and effective. I am Perry, the printer that always jams, and I am joined by my co-host, Willie the water cooler. I'm cool. People gather around me. Jan printers aren't cool. I'm cool. <laughs> always been cool. Was cool when I was in high school. Cool still. Cool in the office. Oh, Willie the Willie, you said the water cooler? <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> Willie the water cooler. My man, it's good to have you on. <laughs> yeah. What's the gossip? Got, What's the scuttlebutt? <laughs> I got some good gossip. You got Can't some good gossip? Can't tell you. Can't tell me? Can't tell you. I'm not cool enough? Don't you have something to go fax? <laughs> Don't you all full of toner? Aren't you low on cyan? <laughs> I bet you're low on cyan. Look at you. Look at cyan. Get out of here. I like push you, push you down some stairs. <laughs> oh my god! <gosh>. The massive clutter <laughs> it turns violent. Industrialized printer. <laughs> um. Oh man, well, I like the idea of a sixty-minute talk show about office supplies. I think it's. I, I think it I'm sounds. In. I'm in. Right. This is not one hundred one point one. The corner office. The radio hour that's all about office supplies. This is barred to death. <laughs> Listeners, welcome back from the cinema series. It's good to have you back with us. Not that you ever left. Um, we had a lot of fun doing that. We hope you enjoyed listening to it. Ryan, some good stories out of you there on the cinema series. I could talk about movies all day. Um, no one wants to hear a movies podcast, but this was like <laughs> a nice little hack. Let's talk about going to the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, exactly. I, I thought it brought out some touching stories, some funny stories. Mm-hmm. Scary? Your little yeah. uh, cutout story. That's um, right, the disaster artist. All in all, I had a good time. I hope the listeners did too. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your thoughts. That's right. We are back to our standard format right now, episode 15, back to the one-off stories. Today, Ryan is our bard. Uh, I'm very excited about this. No idea what the story is about. Anything you need to prep us on, Ry? No. Um, this is an, a, a gnarly little story. Okay. New gnarly. Um, That's interesting. Is it about a surfer? Or? <laughs> it's about gnar- Gnarls Barkley. It's about- <laughs> okay, Bard Ryan, take it away. We're with you. All right. This is a story that sits very oddly in my brain still. I don't understand it, which I feel like is unfortunately or fortunately, I'm not sure how I start all my stories. I'm like, I don't know what this means. <laughs> that's why That's why we, the listeners, are here, Ryan. That's, to help you that's find, why we're here. Yeah, mine for meaning. So... I thankfully thank I'm grateful to my parents. I grew up skiing. Um moved from Texas to the north when I was pretty young and my dad like forced me onto the slopes when I was like 5, which is when you're <laughs> you're just like the most rubber band ever. You can bounce and and yeah. you just never get hurt you're and going, you have You're no going fear. just french fry straight down the mountain and then just pizza only when you absolutely need to which is how they taught me as a kid. Like French fries, go, yeah. pizza, stop. <laughs> I remember we spent the first day I ever learned to ski on one ski, like basically at the lodge, just like walking <laughs> around. <laughs> and then at the end of it, he goes, now we're going to put on our other ski. <laughs> yeah, the whole first day of skiing as a as a kid or with a family is just you're in the store, Ugh, the rental store. <laughs> For the whole brutal. first day, you're in the rental store arguing with the people paying a, an arm and a limb for yeah. an arm and a leg for i don't know why i went arm and limb there um you're just sweating <laughs> while watching your dad negotiate something that's non-negotiable exactly this is, this is a fixed price sir <laughs> every dad is a used car salesman at some point. <laughs> exactly um so you're skiing i love yeah. to ski my family's gone on um, you know really cool ski trips like my whole life, um, I'm not like, I was never on like the ski team or never competitive, but just like, is that I, a thing? That, the ski team? Oh yeah. From? Like up, I've never even heard of uh, that. Up, up in the North. Yeah. Every like oh my Northeastern high school has ski teams and stuff. Yeah. I guess that, I guess that makes sense. I'm just, man. Wow. I never thought about that way. Yeah. That's sad. Okay. So we would go to this place in Utah called Park City every March mm-hmm. um, as a kid and as a, 
adolescent and teenager um, every year and stayed in the same condo, you know, stones throw from the mountain. I'd like ski during the day and watch March Madness at night. I have really fond memories of this. Um, Park City is known for two things kind of uh, outside of skiing. The first is 2002 Winter Olympics were held there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Um, Because Salt Lake City is a city, doesn't have snow. So they went to Park City. And then second, Sundance Film Festival is in Park City every year as well. So it's got this really cool, vibrant downtown Main Street. That episode of Entourage. Oh my gosh. That we we love the shot there. Yeah, classic. (laughs) That's when he gets Aquaman, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jim Jim Cameron, James Cameron does a cameo there. Yeah, it's great. It's true. So... We do this basically all through high school, some of college. And then we kind of stop just because my younger sisters don't really ski because they grew up more in Texas. Mm. And my dad started traveling more for work and et cetera, et cetera. But one year after college, my dad and I went back, just the two of us. Whoa, um, cool. Yeah, we do a father-son thing. And um, we stay in a hotel, but still in Park City. And um, one thing I've always been really enthralled about Park City is its history. So now it's a kind of bougie, fancy ski resort town, indie film festival place of, you know, capital of America. But Park City and much of Utah for most of the 19th century and early 20th century were mining towns. Mm -hmm. So a really like dark history underpins this like really lovely happy go lucky place now but it's cool cuz you can like ski like literally around old mining ruins on the mountain wow yeah they're blocked off but you're right there next to them and and some of the kind of kind of creepy right oh yeah some of the ski lifts go right over these old like ruins with caved in roofs and you Whoa. can see like old machinery all right, all right hold, sorry i got a question all right so uh, help me out here i've only ever skied the Rockies, like in Colorado, um, just a bunch of different places up there. Compare, I've never been to Utah. Compare Utah skiing to what happens in like uh, Vail or Breckenridge, or I, I is it just I like think, the same type of stuff? I think it's like, pretty similar. I think okay. it's just like another place where there's like really good bowls. I've heard. I'm speaking out of my comfort mm-hmm. zone right now. I've heard that Colorado is better for borders. And Utah is better for skiers. Oh, okay. And there's some there's a place called Deer Valley in in Park City that doesn't allow snowboarders. Whoa. Um, yeah. Because skiing is like the classical thing. Snowboarding's not invented until what early nineties. It feels like it. Yeah, I was watching like a hot tub time machine the other day. <laughs> not <laughs> a great movie, but always gets some good laughs. And yeah. they're like, "What is this?" Like, yeah, Clark Duke is on that snowboard, and they're like, "What?" Because they go back in time to the eighties and they don't know what it is. And I was like, "Oh, like snowboarding wasn't a thing in the eighties? I had to like look it up. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that makes sense why like skiers hate snowboarders. Right. Helpful, right. Helpful. I think snowboarders carve up the snow in ways that skiers don't like. And okay. <laughs> there's also just like the cool factor. And everything. <laughs> he touched the snow wrong. <laughs> Get out his of my pants way. Are, his pants are too baggy. <laughs> At least where, where are your poles? <laughs> his like, name is Skyler. And that's offensive <laughs> to me as a Dave. As a Dave. <laughs> I don't need another Bryce. I just like snowboarding around my mountain. I just want Dave to be like, I've been skiing this mountain for 50 years. And then Bryce to just blow like snow in his face, like do a hard stop right in front of him and just blow ice up his nostrils. That's just Just what I want to happen. Litters some empty mountain dew on the, on the mountain. Extreme cheddar. Like throws a cliff bar at his face. A big thunk. It was a full cliff bar. Oh, that's good. Um, I have no idea where that was going. I'm sorry. That's just, that's so, great. <laughs> the point is Park City has a crazy dark history, like yeah, a lot yeah. of resort places now. Like the history is one of like working class strife and struggle and death. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the main street where there's now like prim and proper hotels and nice restaurants. Yeah. And like stoners and like intellectuals going to see movies <laughs> at Sundance. Yeah. And yeah. coffee shops used to be like old boarding houses. Um, mm-hmm. 
and, and just like miners' quarters and, and taverns and uh, <laughs> pubs. I could just see some barista like you can taste the history in the beans. It's like, dude, you don't make <laughs> you don't make your beans with the bricks of this building. <laughs> some barista's getting mm. too into it. <laughs> this is what the miners used to drink. They used to drink local. Yeah, they were so local. It tastes really bad. <laughs> 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 that water's been stagnant for 50 years. That's why it tastes bad. That it's authentic. Not they, they all had dysentery. They died quickly. <laughs> We've played the Oregon Trail. Oh my gosh, I love it. So, uh, one cool part of this is when I was like, you know, 13 and 14, is you could go on like ghost tours of Park City. Uh, they're enthralling for both kind of the, the scary dimension, but mm-hmm. also the history aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, ghost tours, even if they're silly, can still be historical. So, I would go on these ghost tours every year, even the same one. I don't know. I liked the stories and this will come in handy later, but keep this in mind. (laughs) The tour guide's like, Hey Ryan, (laughs) you're a little (laughs) bit taller this year, buddy. (laughs) I'm finishing the sentences. (laughs) Do you guys have like a frequent flyer program? I'd love to give you my digits and (laughs) punch those into something. I can get like a a coupon or I got my spooky platinum card. (laughs) (laughs) My silver specter card. <laughs> you have a camcorder every year hoping to catch a ghost on film. <laughs> the camcorder does not age with technological <laughs> progress. It's still outdated. Your dad's carrying the tape deck to it. <laughs> All right. So I know, I know a lot about the history and it, this really dark history. So my dad and I go out to dinner one night. We ski mm-hmm. during the day. We go back to the hotel, freshen up. We go to this really cool Thai place, really delicious Thai food that we know and love. And we go and we eat there. And then we exit. And it's about like 7 p.m. at this point, And the sun is starting to uh, definitely dip. And it's getting dark. Mm-hmm. And the main street is like a big, long stretch that goes like up a snowy hill. And it's really picturesque. And it's great for strolling and walking and just like walking dropping into stores, kind of moseying around. Mm -hmm. And so we decide we're going to walk the town um, after dinner, stretch our legs before retiring at the hotel. So we decide to walk up Main Street towards like the cinema. And we walk for a couple minutes and taking our time for sure. Mm -hmm. And we are slowly distracted by something oh no i love i'm I'm in now i feel like i'm 15 now i'm, I'm on the tour <laughs> we both start walking because we both i'm sorry we both stop walking because we notice something and we are standing on a sidewalk it's, it's and we're old sitting. man old man higgins looking for his <laughs> hand <laughs> have we you seen are my hand I'm standing sorry. next to a snowbank okay and <laughs> This figure starts beelining straight towards us from across the street. Get out of here. And we initially notice her, not necessarily because she's walking towards us. She could just be crossing the street. But we notice her because of what she's wearing. Oh, no. And what she's wearing is not from the last 100 years. It is an all black single long dress that covers her neck and all of her arms and goes straight down and covers her feet. Whoa, that's creepy. I mean, this is straight out of the 1800s. She looks like she's dressed from a period piece or something. Also, even if she was a period actor, it's 20 degrees out and she's wearing a single like black dress. She's got to be freezing. Is that normal for there to be period actors? I mean, in theory, she could perhaps be like a ghost tour person. I mean, do the ghost tours there have period actors? Um, not the one that I go on, but I don't know. It, it, you maybe she works at a store. I don't know. Like, okay. there's some explanation possibly. Okay, but it gets weirder. She crosses the street at like a 45 degree angle and walks straight towards us and she has like a really mean scowl on her face i mean this is when it was like this was what i think really made my dad and i stop was like not as she look out of place she looks like super angry well she walks straight towards us 
stops five feet away from us and digs her hand into the snowbank next to which we are standing. What? She digs, she digs it in until her shoulder is all the way in. Like she's got a full arm's length in the snowbank. And my dad and I are just mouth agape. How far in front of you is this happening physically? Like five feet. Five feet? Now she's on the other side of the snowbank. So like we're on the sidewalk, okay. snowbank. She's standing in the middle of the street that cars are driving on. And she finally reaches her hand out of the snowbank and she's holding a black handkerchief. What? Yeah. And she takes this black handkerchief and turns around and beelines straight back across the street. Now, my dad and I are at this point like, what just happened? And this is not just you as a kid. Like your dad is in on this too. He's like, you're both experiencing this together. It's real. Something I'm tw- is, yeah. I'm 23 years old. This is not that long ago. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is like t- 2013. Okay, yeah. Okay. I'm lucid. Yeah. So my dad and I are thinking, oh, what? We got a follower. <laughs> oh, I love it. She crosses the Naturally. street. And we cross with her. Now, from the ghost tour, I kn- we knew that this one alleyway was an old, um, it was not always an alleyway. It used to be a Chinese opium den. In the 19th century, uh, there were a lot of Chinese settlers in on the West Coast, because obviously it was closer to China than the East Coast. And they would settle in these mining towns and set up like services. And there was an opium den down this alleyway that would service like miners. Wow. Yeah. And so we knew this from the ghost tour. And so, I mean, we're not thinking about this in real time, but so we're following her and all of a sudden we see her turn left down this alleyway. And we're only about 10 feet behind her. So from the moment she turns down the alleyway to the moment we reach the alleyway is about, I don't know, seven seconds. Mm -hmm. And the alleyway is long and there's no exits. And we turn the alleyway. There's no exits? I mean, it goes... That's a dead end. No, it exits out the other end, but I mean, this thing is like... I mean, it's long. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, there's... there's, Yeah, there's no door to duck into. It's just No, there's no doors. And it would take you 45 seconds to walk down this thing. You could sprint it maybe in like (laughs) 15 to 20. Dang. But only seven seconds have gone by. My dad and I reach the alleyway and we turn our heads down it and she's gone. Get out of here. She's gone. <laughs> and then we I love didn't your really... face. Listeners, you can't see Ryan's face, but it's just like this. There's a smile on his face. It's just like a, a childlike wonder. He's just, he's, he's enthralled by this. He remembers. Well, I feel like this really happened because your expressions right now are like, you're there. It, and, and, and I'll also say this listeners, Ryan's dad, uh, Charlie, he's not like, Oh god. He's not a goof. Like he's, he's not he's a ghost a, guy. <laughs> no, he's not a ghost guy at all. Like he's a <laughs> To put it simply. A hardworking businessman. I mean, like this guy is just straight as an arrow and it's like this is like I I love I love that he's with you in this experience. I who would believe me? I'm a weird guy. I'm always joking and <laughs> But Chuck Shaver is solid. He adds credibility to my story. He's the guy in the court case that like the prosecutor's excited about. And then you're the witness <laughs> that's like, we really got to work on this guy's testimony. <laughs> the cross-examiner's gotta... like, oh, God, oh, how my... are we going to take this guy down? <laughs> He's got a rock-solid <laughs> alibi. Exactly. No character assassination here. <laughs> so, so, you, so you turn down this alleyway, which, which would at least take 45 seconds to walk. You're seven seconds no behind it. You're... Ten, you're Five, you're 10 seconds behind her. You're speeding up. Now you're seven seconds behind her. She turns. There's no doors. She's gone. She's gone. And so... What? In the moment, throughout... I don't know. This whole thing took like a minute, minute and a half. In the moment, we're not thinking this person's a ghost. We're thinking like, this is just weird and we just want to see what in the world just happened. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's later... And I'm not saying it's a ghost, but... 
three things re- like it got weirder. So the first thing is she is dressed out of time mm-hmm. and she looks really angry. Okay. Eh, you could rationalize that. The second thing, she reached <laughs> two feet into the middle of a snowbank and pulled out a black handkerchief. My hanky. <laughs> I've been looking for this for 200 years. <laughs> yeah, what about that? Was That's like, we bizarre. should follow her. We should definitely see where, what's up with this hanky. It's a black hanky. In the middle of a snowbank. How would it get there? How did she know it was there? Ma'am, that's not sanitary. <laughs> and then she disappears. I mean, there's three things here. Down the, the open. The trifecta. <laughs> Turtleneck dress, sketchy hanky, 200 years old, a right angle turn, and she's gone. One, two, disappears three. Disappears down an alleyway we know has a weird history. Well, so do you guys, what happens now? You turn in the alleyway, she's gone. Do you just stop dead in your tracks or do you just run for her and see where she went? What did you do? We stopped there and were <laughs> flummoxed. And and I remember my dad like kind of. He's like, you go first. <laughs> Human shield. He's my second born. <laughs> Take him. He makes, he makes less than the first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My dad had this like kind of. He starts calling you Isaac out of nowhere. <laughs> okay, that's a deep track. <laughs> that's deep track. That is all. Oh, that is OT. That is I old test. It. I love it. <laughs> My dad had this like half cocked smile on his face, like he knew what we had just seen. He paid like, someone like, a grand to do it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean he, he had found, a smile on his face? I, not like a full smile, but like a half, like like whoa. That was cool slash weird slash scary slash I don't know what we just saw. I and have, it was the only time in my life I think I saw a ghost. Wow. And I'm not, none of this <laughs> I can make up. It all happened. I don't know how you rationalize mm-hmm. the last one. <laughs> and I don't know how you rationalize the second one. The hanky in the snowbank is pretty good. It's pretty weird. It's a good, it's a good magic trick. <laughs> it's a good one you Sigmund can, and you Freud can, You can buy it online uh, For 50 bucks It's a good one um, You hire the snowman <laughs> I have no idea Do we just start The ghost series Are we kicking off A new series right now I'm kidding I'm kidding well, There's two reasons Why I thought It was appropriate To tell Okay One It happened Like kind of In the February-ish Time period Okay Two February is You know Late winter It's dark We're all You know We're, we're getting sick Of winter It's mm-hmm. It's been four months of it um i don't know it felt like a late winter kind of ghost story um i i don't think i've ever seen a ghost besides then i've talked let me ask you a question are there people whom you trust who have told you they've seen a ghost yes deeply and well have you seen a ghost um i've never i've never seen uh, anything I've experienced thing. Like I've had a couple experiences that I knew something was going down, but I've never mm. had an experience like that where I saw a woman from 200 years ago, grab a hanky and disappear. I've never, that's never happened to me with my eyes, but I have definitely like physically felt experienced, had like real moments that were something otherworldly was happening, which makes me just sound crazy. It was just, just which is why ghosts. <laughs> it's heartburn. It was a roll aids commercial. <laughs> <laughs> so the good. nachos are making a comeback. <laughs> Turns out my fan was on uh, oscillating <laughs> mode, and the papers were blowing papers up were just flying. Uh, no, it was. I have no idea what it was, but <laughs> dude, no, yeah, I've I've never um, seen a ghost, I guess, but I definitely have encountered one. Maybe mm. is a way to say it. Yeah, and the second you say, but it wasn't like a fun, whimsical experience like you had. It was, like, I mean, very scary. Yeah, it wasn't really scary because we're in public and my dad is with me. But I wouldn't want to encounter this lady like alone. Props to the ghost for like doing the double. Like she didn't usually like. I feel like they kind of pull you off from the crowd. You're like it's like two thirty at night. You're home alone. This was like an yeah. out in the open. You're both seeing it. Like both very rational individuals. Your whole yeah. f- I, did, okay, so I have a question. Does your whole family think this is hogwash because it was a family trip that you all took and then you and your dad did like a father-son trip? And they're like, oh, sure, the time you guys go by yourselves. <laughs> you guys all of a sudden do this. 
No, because if you know my dad, he would, like, I would make stuff up. He would never, like, just lie about something like this. Yeah. And I I could see him, like, getting in on this bit with you. I could see this being, like, there's, there, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. As a listener, there's a piece of me that's like, are you guys messing with us? Like, did you just decide on a father-son trip, like, you, like, took, like, a a vow that we're always going to stick to this ghost story? I would hope if, my if dad is like, the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Oh, you don't think he has better things to do with his time than take a <laughs> lifelong vow with his son about a ghost pact? If I were in charge of a Fortune 500 company, I would be bored out of my mind, and I think a ghost yeah, pack yeah. would be a great relief from that. <laughs> a great Jefferson, respite. do you have the report for me? <laughs> Uh, yes, so we were projecting. Ugh, so boring. Oh my gosh. Okay, what? So I have a theory. You got theories? <clears throat> Not to explain this. Um, oh my god. I'm. I have seen enough horror movies and ghost movies, and I. I think there's. Uh, I was. I was watching uh, the haunting of Hill House recently oh, on Netflix, great. which we've talked great. about. So and good. that movie freaked that or that show freaked me out. Oh yeah, it's a Netflix show um, based on Shirley Jackson's I think 1957 gothic mm. horror book, The Haunting. And mm. no one has made this into a movie or a book until uh, the Brendan Fraser, um, Catherine Zeta Jones movie from I think 97, and it was not the most nine the most 90s cast, <laughs> the most good, 90s good cast. Lord. Yeah, the guy from The Mummy and. The woman from Zorro, <laughs> and uh, it's not married great. Michael Douglas and is now like changing his diapers. Did she really? Yeah. Oh man, like that's sad. That's sad. Um, but all that to say, no one has like touched this. It's like the most famous horror book, and no one yeah. has touched it until Mike Flanagan directed it. Who's a director Ryan and I really like. All this to say, I'm watching this, and somebody asked me why are you. It was I was talking about it at church, and someone's like, "Why do you talk so much about this, man? Like, your pastor, why are you so obsessed with this show?" And I'm like, well, "One, I'm not obsessed. I'm watching it, and I'm enjoying it, and I'm talking about it. Thank you very much." Two, there is something for me. Like it's the only type of writing, uh, m- storytelling, filmmaking, whatever that, and you know, like I grew up reading Stephen King because my mom was like, you have to read something. So I picked like scary stuff, you know, I started yeah. with like R.L. Stein and Goosebumps and then, you know, grad, you know, and watched like, are you afraid of the dark on Nickelodeon and then graduated to Stephen King eventually. But it's, it's the only genre of storytelling where, um, something spiritual is expected. Yeah. And like, so then for me, it's like, as like, if anyone is spiritual, like, why aren't, why are you not drawn to the horror genre? It's like this, it's the the mystery of this whole other world is like, not only embedded, but expected in the storytelling. And that like, excites me. Um, and I and say, if you're not spiritual, I think there's like an element of like, well, I'm going to watch this or read this and I'm going to, you know, rationalize it. Exactly. You still want to yeah. confront it. I feel like, yeah, like I feel like there's nothing more boring than like a scientist watching a horror movie, <laughs> like, like just like oh that well, the atoms fake. would yeah. metastasize in the air, <laughs> and this is all making very much sense to me. Yeah, yeah, it's it's what possible. What did you do your PhD on? PhD <laughs> on <Yeah>. chlorine. <laughs> chlorine. Oh, you ever went yeah. swimming? Yeah, never. <laughs> That's Never good. went near a pool. <laughs> That's good. I like this accent you gave this guy. That's good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess all that to say, like I'm saying I'm open to like yeah. that type of stuff. I'm a believer, <laughs> maybe is what I'm saying. I actually do believe you in this story. I wouldn't put like a joke past you and Charlie, like you guys teaming up. <laughs> Why maybe, would- maybe I just want that more as like your friend and like someone who's like, knows charlie but doesn't really know charlie like i kind of want him to be in on this and selfishly barred to death we bring truth here i think i'm gonna bring a lie to the table to my my barred core as i i will repeat i actually do believe you oh my Um, god listeners okay here's my theory though it's not it's not about explaining away ghosts i'm not interested in that 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 doesn't excite me what excites me is like watch like hearing ghost stories that's exciting that's fun for me Hmm. I have a theory that when a quote unquote ghost or like otherworldly spiritual experience is happening, 
that there's something emotional deeper also happening. So the first thing I wrote down on my legal pad here, when you start telling the story is I, I jotted down father son trip. And the question I wrote was, is it, was it weird to go from a family trip in a, as you said, a condo that you guys were always renting to just a father and son trip? What emotions? So before you even told the story, before I even knew this was a ghost story, I was like, oh, that's interesting to me. I feel like that would feel a little empty. Like, you you know, you're in the condo, like the restaurant that your whole family would always eat at. Like, did it feel like people were missing from the trip? Um, that's my first question. That's a good question. Um, probably a little bit yes and no, because you are kind of going down these like, sp- I believe spaces are super evocative and powerful. Mm-hmm. So walking these same spaces that you walked with your whole family and now it's just you two. It's like a little Willy Wonka-esque like by the end of it. Um, Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, my dad and I don't get a ton of time to spend together. So Mm -hmm. I think amidst the quiet and maybe the, you know, the the fewer people around, it's actually, I enjoy it in a very different way. Um, Like even this past Christmas, my it was just us two for like my last two days at home. So it went from being like pretty loud and hectic and busy and like full to being quiet and half empty, but half empty in like um, a really nice kind of one-on-one way. So I don't think it was in a bad weird. um, Sure. Sure. No. Well, and I feel like you and your dad could correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you guys might occupy silence really well together. Yeah. Like you're both a little more like a little quieter. Um, fooled the listeners on that one, but yeah, pretty, pretty <laughs> quiet. No, I think we, we are comfortable not talking and we can also talk. Like, like be in the same, same space. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So yeah. So part of me then is wondering like, okay, yeah, there's like you, you stress like the history of this town, like Ryan's, you know, a, uh, experienced historian, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So that doesn't surprise me that you're like, Oh, well, there's like this rich, like kind of oh, dark history of this town. Yeah. But I was the, the, then like when you mentioned the father son thing, I was like, Oh, something's going to happen where like this town, like we might write this off as like, Oh, it's a town with history, but maybe it's about a family that has a history with this town that has a history. And oh, that's interesting. That his like your history with this town of history is specifically different on this trip. I'm, I'm just like writing this horse. You are just, not, you are such not, a Shirley Jackson fan. I'm just, I'm just writing like the synopsis on IMDb right now. No, no, no. I, I don't know. Like I, I'm asking this in the question form. Like, did that have something to do with it? Right. You've been coming here since you were a kid. You've never seen a ghost. You've done the ghost tour every year. You know the guy. You have the camera that's never been updated. Why this year? Yeah, it's a good point. Maybe it was the first year that I was actually looking. You know, you could miss this. You could keep walking. You could not follow her. You could just be like, oh, that's a weirdly dressed, angry old woman. How how old? I never asked you like her age. <laughs> like middle late, age? Late 50s. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, But she looks super stern and weathered and like not a drop of... You know, not a drop of makeup, obviously, because she looked like she was from a different time. Here's the thing. If someone could explain it to me in a very rational way, I I could be convinced. And I'm not sitting here dying on the hill called, that was a ghost, 100%. I'm just saying it was weird and I can't explain it. (laughs) And some some things are, things are, are, are weird and explicable, like the Northern Lights. But then yeah. some things are inexplicable, like UFOs, and then we're left with our imaginations. So, and isn't I, I, isn't that ultimately just more fun? Life's more fun. When, <laughs> when I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not being a skeptic. I'm not saying you need to explain this and like, oh, it's clearly like a period actor. I feel like you would maybe, I mean, you brought up the the period actor thing and I actually had, I've never done a ghost tour. I've never done it. I did a haunted house one time. I had a bad experience. I did not. <laughs> they said they weren't going to touch. A, they touched a, a, um, I kid you not a little person chased me with, with a chainsaw. Oh no. Um, you are while kidding referring me. To me as, while asking and yelling, are you my mommy? Oh my God. <laughs> and I was out. I was, I, I blew is... through like three walls and left. I, I was terrified. You blew I mean, through was... three pairs of underwear. 
That is terrifying, dude. It is the most terrifying thing, dude. It was, what was yeah. this haunted house? It was in Houston, man. It was sca- It was are not up to code. Are you my mommy? It was sca- Are you my mommy? <laughs> and I'm just, they're like, well, there's no chain on it. I'm like, I don't care. I want to speak to everyone's manager right now. I don't want my money back. It was horrifying. Dude, that is brute. Dude, it was brute. It, it, Brittany was telling me, Brittany, like, my wife cannot do any horror movies any if i'm watching anything she'll just like that's remotely scary she'll leave the room she oh, can't yeah. do it those images just stay with her it freaks her out they stay with me too but i deal with it you know it's part of my just bag of issues <laughs> and she she was telling me though that there's a haunted woods up here oh, that in, in north carolina that companies rent out areas of these woods and do instead of a haunted house it's just haunted woods you can leave a house. I'm and out. You, you can leave the woods too, but they're you know it's a challenge. The anyway. woods are, are where it really happens. That's isn't that terrifying? Oh yeah. There's yeah. That's, I just all I all I all I'm feeling right now from the story, man, is like I'm just like yeah, just I'm feeling like like maybe there's a like there's a Scully like kind of tendency of like Mulder and Scully, right? Am I getting that right? It's been a long time since I've seen the X Files. I've never seen it. Oh, you've never seen it? Oh my gosh, it's the best. But yeah, I want to believe. I'm pretty sure it's there. It is. That's the line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to believe he has that like UFO poster. It's like, man, I kind of want to believe this. <laughs> I think I'm, just, I'm I not going to challenge it too hard. Well, <sighs> part of me thinks, oh God, I'm not going to. It's a say great this. story. It's a great story. You had me. It's hooked. a weird little story. I think a lot of if ghosts do exist they're probably not really going to be like that malicious. I'm so getting haunted tonight because I said that. <laughs> Cocky dude, little. Most dude. ghosts just want to do your taxes. <laughs> dude, no joke. She's right behind you. Oh, you, I hate you so much because I looked in the stupid reflection. <laughs> seriously? And I felt that. I started seriously, sweating. Seriously, don't turn around right now. My roommate's not home. God, <laughs> this is such a horror movie. I'd pay your girlfriend $500 to just come through the door right now and just scare you. Oh, she'd do it pro bono. I also, you wouldn't have to pay her dime. I also thought about trying to non-verbally communicate with you that we should be quiet for five seconds so all the listeners think that like the recording died and then we just scream. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> my hanky. <laughs> my hanky. Give it back. I've been looking for it for 200 years. Oh my God. That voice is terrifying. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> for two, my hanky. What a stupid I, hanky. I had to say hanky. Like my papa's hanky? That's what she's uh, looking for? I thought she, she was going like, to pull the, like a baby out of it. Or oh my God. <laughs> I thought we she were takes, going like full throttle. She takes the hanky out and just like blows her nose. <laughs> She, oh, she she pulls a neti pot out of the snowbank and just netties right in front of you. It's horrible. You're there. You're there giving her tips. No, not too much. <laughs> it's truly horrifying. <laughs> you're gonna want to watch those sinuses. The, yeah, that was the true horror. Was she? Why? Why a hanky? <laughs> what? Dude, what could be more terrifying than a black handkerchief? She didn't. Did she make eye contact with you? Did she say anything? No, we thought she was walking towards us because we're standing by this snowbank. You also started the story by saying a figure beelined towards us. Why well, did you in, say figure? Did you, you know, see her out of the periphery? Or? Yeah, it's in the periphery. And, and we weren't like looking out for her. We just saw someone when someone walks towards you, especially across a street, you kind of like, you know, like, just always look. <laughs> what, like look at this? jaywalker right here why like, um, maybe maybe we'll see her get hit take out your phone <laughs> oh my gosh that's film so film dumb. film that's so dumb that's pretty dumb what yeah she just caught our attention because she was walking towards us and the streets okay. weren't that populated you know it's you know it was it wasn't like a spring break week uh where there are a lot of people skiing so and this is in this is uh, yeah that's bizarre wow yeah, I don't know. It was just one. It was the only time I think I've heard a lot of. I've heard a few stories from people that I trust about ghost stories, but then this is the only one that I actually okay. have. Ex- I'm so doomed tonight. This is I love just you're done. I love it. I love I've it. only experienced one. I'm also thinking about all the scares that we used to do on each other when we lived together. Oh I have a video of one that. <laughs> You, I, you got me bad on a few, but I am the reigning champ. I, I, I put in like two hours of dedication on that one scare. Rain man champ, but not. <laughs> I not locked raining. myself out of my. I, you know what? I'm just gonna leave that. I think you. To, I, I think you told it. this story. <laughs> yeah, I might need to tell it. I think well. this was the origin story. I have two questions. Yeah, and then let's uh, wrap close, it up to close listeners. this out. Yeah. Uh, first question. Um. 
what did you learn? What'd you learn from mm. this story, from this experience? Well, a couple things. First off, it's cool what happens when you are paying attention. You know, and think about some of the stuff you've missed in this world. It could be running into an old friend. It could be seeing something super weird, you know? Mm-hmm. And it is increasingly harder these days with phones and headphones and just kind of like we're just busier and smarter and always thinking. And mm-hmm. um, it's cool to just go on a walk. And s- there was this writer, um, Newt Hampson, who was actually a terrible guy, but he had this great quote. He's like, I've seen more on a walk than most people will experience in their lifetime. Wow. And I was like, man, that's pretty cool. And he, he said that like a hundred years ago, how more true could that be in 2019? If you just like shut off and just go for a walk and just like yeah. per- perceive. Um, <laughs> I love the idea of you reading that on your phone while oh, walking, <laughs> while God, walking. Yeah. Like pissed off that I can't, you know, <laughs> someone's in my way. Wi-Fi's out. The email I just got made me mad. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Another, yeah, another deal fell through. Dude, that's so true, though. I mean, like, my younger brother and I were joking over the winter break that um, I, like, I was like, oh, don't do it, don't do it. Like, I have my work email on my phone, but I have I have my email set up to where it doesn't notify me anymore. Like, I okay. only, I can only yeah. see emails if I open the app. No push. Yeah. And I just, I'm on vacation. I'm having a great vacation. I just got bored for five seconds. I opened it up, and an email came through that just, like, it just blew my whole night mistake we were just laughing about how like it's my fault like i didn't have to do that i'm out of the office and i was like why did i look at that email it just transports you yeah it just our listeners are listening on a walk right now and they're shutting off Um, (laughs) okay no that's that's fantastic though so you're talking you're you're in terms of what did you learn you're talking about being present you're talking about yeah i mean it's just cool who knows all the stuff that we've missed because we weren't because we didn't stop and, and watch mm-hmm. her or follow, you know? I mean, don't follow a girl if she doesn't want you to follow her. But, <laughs> I mean, she... So you, yeah, that's the moral of the story. So you chase this innocent <laughs> woman this down This single alley? old woman? <laughs> yeah, she had money. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She had a hanky. Um, oh, my gosh. No, no, no. But then second, answer. and I think this is something everyone can maybe relate to. It's cool to experience something with one person. Something, it could be super funny it could be super uh you know perplexing like what my dad and i experienced with this old woman but it's cool to share something outstanding Mm -hmm. with one other person yeah because here we are sitting and i'm trying to convince you that i'm telling the truth (laughs) and your dad doesn't need convincing (laughs) the only person in the world who who knows what I'm experienced because he experienced it too is my dad. Yeah. And that's something that I think everyone can probably relate to. So it's, it's cool to think back and like with any given person in your life, what do you two and just you two share with each yeah. other that you don't have to like, you can just like say one word and they'll be like, Oh yeah, that thing, you know, yeah, that's cool. That, that was another thing I wanted to ask was like, it, this seems like this would be a total like bonding moment for you and your dad. This is still, I feel like do you guys like look back on this fondly. You're not like freaked out by it. It's like a fond memory now. I don't think we're freaked out. Um, it's not like we're ever in danger, but it is cool to like, you know, we maybe like once every year and a half or two years, we like reference it or something. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool that my older brother doesn't have it. <laughs> my dad. So your dad actually just texted me that there's like, <laughs> there's a woman outside his house. Like you are such, have a, you, have you looked outside your, moron. have you looked outside your house recently, Ryan? She might be there. I'm um, literally the way she, I'm going to wake you up tonight at 3am looking for her hanky. I sit, I'm sitting right now on the second floor of my house and I face <laughs> a dark street. Oh, I'm out. And my roommate's not walk. here. Oh, this is the worst. You should just walk the across worst. the street towards your house. All right. Uh, second and final question. This is gonna. This because you could make fun of me. This could sound like I didn't enjoy the story. I thoroughly enjoyed the story. I thought I was. I'm a lover of these kinds of stories. But why did you tell this story tonight? Why I've never. You you don't talk about ghosts. You don't like why. What made you want to tell this story tonight? Yeah, I think it's because I was just with my dad, and we. Mm referenced it and we were talking about a few other things just along the ghost realms um not that we've experienced together but i think i was fresh on the mind 
This time of year always reminds me of skiing and family trips and yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, it's a good question. I think it was more just kind of like that combination of events, and then that's cool. This is a story I like. Kind of want to commit to the record, and then yeah. Honestly, if anyone has like a fan fiction theory, if Dana wants to be two for two here and just like explain my life to me and tell me what I really experienced. She's great at that. She just needs to like interpret everything and translate it to, to a simpleton like myself. Uh, if anyone has any ideas or or honestly, if anyone has a ghost story. Ooh, now, Colin and now I, I'm interested. Colin and I could not be more down to hear uh, yeah. your ghost stories. Yeah. Yeah. We've been, we've been talking, we've been getting a couple stories uh, through the yeah. ether. We've been talking about how we're going to share these with you guys. You guys have sent us some interesting stories. Um, so yeah, if you have a ghost story or a ghost experience, I should say, um, and you have the courage to put it, you know, to paper, put it uh, in email with the, with the hopes and expectation that you won't be haunted the night yeah. after you write about it, <laughs> please, yeah, right in the day. please do that. Send it to us. Wow. Um, I am so DTG. I'm down to ghost all the time. <laughs> Tell me. Um, yeah. I, I feel like I have one more just question for you, Ryan. Um, uh, bonding with dad. I just wrote a bunch of random notes down. Sorry. Um, hanky, unexplainable. Two questions, family trip. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. This is something I wrote down. Your dad. Now, I have heard your dad talk about his experience with ghosts as a kid. He grew up in a haunted house, correct? Are we? Can we go there? Is that... Yeah, I, I, we don't need to open up Pandora's box. I'm not trying that to. That is whole a Pandora's box. But but I do want to just throw that out that I actually, you know, in the the limited conversations I've had with your dad, yeah. I do remember over dinner once that he shared with us about experience with his brother and his sister in this house that they were like convinced was haunted. This is some haunting of Hill House stuff. It was really interesting, honestly. Yeah, I mean, this really is a whole other story. I mean, it's like <laughs> it's one he should tell. Um, yeah. I've heard it. I've heard it two or three it times. Good. It just but, reminded me of that. This whole story reminded me of the, of his stories. Yeah. So, oh, we should reference because we had that dinner, and you heard my dad tell that story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, what did you think about that one? Yeah, I mean, it was. It, I was fascinated. I, I just like your dad is so unassuming in that way of like he's not the guy that you would you know sit down at you know a dinner party and think he would have ghost stories. That's just not his vibe. He's the last guy. And I think that that made it all the more fun and exciting for me is like, here's a guy who clearly like knows what he's doing in the real world and still like has had these experiences with this other world. And that was exciting to me. Yeah. And I think my dad's philosophy and I've asked him, he's like, I'm like, man, doesn't that freak you out? Like the stories as a kid and, and, Mm -hmm. He has one other one from a time he stayed in Brussels. Um, oh, I haven't heard that one. <laughs> at this old hotel. So I've heard like, I guess three from him <laughs> in my 29 years of life. And I, I want to be like, aren't you just like terrified? Or forget? And his philosophy is like, honestly, I just don't really think about it. If it's not a ghost, then it's not worth thinking about. And if it is a ghost, I certainly don't want to mess with it. (laughs) So his, I mean, I wonder if it happened to you guys because he was there. I mean, what, I don't know any other dads who have three (laughs) different ghosts. My dad's never told me a ghost story or my mom's never told me a ghost story of their experience. I don't know. But I mean, his, his approach is just like, he's not hunting these things down. He's not even really thinking about them. Uh-huh. He, he doesn't want anything to do with these stories. Really? I have to like prime, like, Oh, t- tell me that story. I heard uncle Russ mention something about these voices in the living room at night. Yeah. I you actually, pr- I actually pried that one night a little bit. Cause you guys, yeah. and I like jumped in and was like, yeah, tell us Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's Mr. Shaver. I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> he's like, you want to get the bill too? <laughs> I'll, I'll nah. listen quietly. Uh, <laughs> don't you don't you want to get that sense of accomplishment and just like tell the story and pick up the tab? <laughs> um, Dude, great story. Yeah, pretty gnarly story. Again, Super I'm not gnarls. saying it is or it isn't. I'm open to fan fiction theories. Ooh. DM us, email us, keep it coming. We love the, we're actually getting a lot of like texts and emails now. But we're just trying to figure out a good way to share, yeah, share. Uh, share them all. We want to, we want to, you know, give each their due. Yeah. So keep um, them coming. Yeah. Fantastic story, man. I was most certainly not barred to death. 
Listeners, thank you for writing this gnarly, uh, I should say this, this mountain. Thanks for writing this mountain with us. Um, 101.1, the corner office, the radio hour. That's all about new products, keeping your office efficient and effective. I am and was Perry, the printer that always jams. Right. What was your name? Willie, the Willie, the water cooler and Willie, the water cooler. I like it. You know what the best type of ghost is? What's that? A ghost that fixes the jammed printer. A ghost that <laughs> refills the water cooler. Those ghosts don't exist where I no, 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 work. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just the holy one. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Here comes the outro music. We'll be back next Monday with a fresh story that you won't want to miss. So don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or our website, barredtodeath.com. And if you're really vibing us, consider writing us a review in the iTunes store. Have a story of your own that you'd like to share with Ryan and I? Email it to us at connect at barredtodeath.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Our outro music is graciously provided by Ryan's band, We Are Tall Boys. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Bandcamp. Until next time, we hope our story in some way helps you find the humor, beauty, and truth in your own story. I'm Colin Apshabear, and this has been Bard to Death. There's war and there's nature. What's it for, legislator, when my thoughts are so obscene? There's peace in your headlights, the mother's got seven daughters and sons, each one is a struggle, she doesn't know how to get them.